Smartcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, we have perfect bodies, right? We have been raised as women that we are broken. Yeah. Right. Yes. In so many different ways since we are, you know, young girls and we are not broken. We are all perfect. And the way the body is designed, it's designed perfectly. But it's things that we do along that journey. Welcome to the Liberated Healer podcast, where we touch on a variety of topics in the world of spirituality, energetic healing and everything in between and beyond. Take an adventure on a shooting star with your hosts, Gina and Linnea, offering their wisdom, guidance, and everlasting love and support. Hello, everybody. This is Gina Cavalier. I'm the host of the Liberated Healer podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Linnea Hodson, the other host of the Liberated Healer podcast. And today we are speaking with Denise Pines. She is the president of the Medical Board of California, which is amazing and she serves on the Martin Luther King Community Hospital Foundation Board. She's a member of and serves in leadership positions in the California University of Science and Medicine, menopause and perimenopause and how that affects women and by the way men having to deal with women. I don't even know yeah. if men even get menopause. We, you know, we've <laughs> we've asked that question before. I felt like I felt like that there's some truth there, but we, we, we can get in that later on. But <laughs> yeah. I, I think I mentioned that uh, I'm 52 and Linnea's okay. um, 28. Mm-hmm. So we kind of range, it's kind of interesting. That's why we kind of love our dynamic because we can range yeah. this huge thing. But yeah. so um, wanted to kind of get into a little bit about, a little more about you, talk about uh, a little bit of your history and how you got started. And so people have uh, some context. Sure. I mean, so how I really honestly got started into the journey that I'm on right now, because my background really is in news media. So I have produced television shows for both PBS and NPR. I've done 13 documentaries. I still do that type of work. And we're working on a docu- several documentaries right now. And I was having a hot flash was I reached out to my functional doctor and told him, And he shared with me some tea he had given me maybe a year prior and indicated that it had some hormonal balance properties and if I still had it to take it. And so I'm a Virgo. So Virgos, you know, (laughs) we're anal retentive. You know, I had to, you know, record how many hot flashes was I having? How long did they last? You know, what? did someone stress me out before it? 
what did I eat something, you know, so I did that for like five days and then I took the tea and flash forward, like within five days, my hot flashes reduced down to half and within about 10 to 11 days, I was having maybe one. And so I call him and say, what is this? Like, this is all women have to do is drink some tea and get rid of the hot flashes. Like, oh my God, we got to put this on the market. And so, you know, we flash fast forward, we studied that and move forward to put it on, on, on the market because I really wanted to drill, deal with my hot flashes naturally. I always sort of start, you know, in a net with a natural approach to anything that might be a wellness issue with me. You know, I'm a runner. I do triathlons. I eat pretty well. My mother never had hot flashes. So to be honest, it wasn't even on my radar. And I wasn't even kind to my friends who would have hot flashes. When they would have them and want to open up a window or something, I was like, oh, no, we're not opening up the window. (laughs) Get out of here with that, you know, because I really had no concept to what it was like to actually have a hot flash. And it's really hard to describe it unless you actually have one yourself, right? I mean, you can empathize and you can say, yes, I've been hot. I've gone to Miami and it was humid or whatever. You know, we've had hot days in LA. <laughs> no comparison to Miami. Kind of hot. You know, it's just not that kind of hot, right? No. Mm-mm. Yeah. So I just, you know, felt like when it happened, I was blindsided by menopause. Like, you know, I felt like I needed more information. Um, you know, I felt like even with, you know, regular doc, traditional doctors that the information that they had, they had either no information or was didn't know what kind of treatment office to really sort of start off with. So, well, you also, know, that, um, can you yeah. talk about how it can ref- uh, range in age and there's perimenopause? Like it can really start in your 20s, right? And I mean, a little yeah. bit so people can understand that it's not just an old people's problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that you, you know, asked about that because that was one of the things I want to talk about. Like there's premature um, menopause, which means it occurs before the age of 40, and that happens to about 1% of women. So anyone who is in the, their 20s, they actually have a, you know, really a pretty radical um, hormone problem, and that can be definitely treated with particular types of hormone therapy, and they can get back on balance, right? That tends to start, I know, we don't want to hear it, <laughs> between right around the age 40, right? Yeah. Um, and that will go up to the typical woman will have go into menopause about age 51. And menopause simply means you've gone 12 consecutive months without a period. And on month 13, you are officially in menopause, right? That's it. That's all menopause means. You know what? I've never up. heard that. I no. never heard that there was a, uh, the 12. So I think that's really helpful. Because it is. I, I feel like I had no idea about that. So yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you for defining yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. And so what will happen is a woman will go like, say, eight months, because I remember this happened to me. I went eight months, like no period, then girlfriend came back. And I was like, okay, not in menopause yet, but I'm getting there, right? Mm, And so, you know, the next hurdle, the next, I went, I did go like the next straight 12 months, and then it was official, right? And and it is kind of like this reckoning, you know, where you realize, like, because you're always still carrying, because what happens is you start having irregular periods. So you've always got a tampon or a pad with you no matter what, because 
you will start finding yourself like, oh, two weeks in from my last period, I'm having another period. Is this for real? This is a nightmare, right? And so, you know, it is like a very unnerving time. It is probably, Mm -hmm. I think, the only time a woman feels the most in control of her, what is happening to her body. And you will find, you know, the most successful woman, and I meet lots of them, who when we start talking about that, immediately their posture changes, you know, their shoulders could be broad, but the minute we start talking about that, their shoulders cave in Mm -hmm. because they remember the embarrassing moments. They remember how they felt in a meeting where they were praying, please don't let me have hot flashes while I am, you know, about to, you know, speak to these people or, oh my gosh, I'm sitting in my chair I do not have any pads. I think I am coming on my period, right? And, oh, my God, do I have a sweater to cover the back of me or a jacket that I can wrap and dash to the bathroom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's important to point out because I am younger, so I'm not experiencing menopause yet. But I definitely experience, like, horrible period symptoms where I – it's called the period flu, you know, yeah. so you get like yeah. flu symptoms and it just completely yeah. takes me out. But yeah. I think that that's important to point out because I mean, I remember I'll be on like dance jobs and stuff and I'm just like praying that I don't get my <laughs> period while I'm there because I don't want it to bleed through the costume or yeah. I yes. don't want to be yes. on stage and I'm like, you know, cramps are just debilitating. And it's like, yes, women, like everyone experiences this on some level. Yeah. And so that's why everybody needs to talk about it. Even the men need to understand what we're going through. Yeah. Because you, you said in another interview that 70% of women don't treat their symptoms. So what they're doing is they're just living in suffering. Yeah. Like I actually have been in the last year. So I actually ordered your tea last night. So I'm super excited to get it. Yay. And, um, and you know, actually my boyfriend is 20 years younger than me. Mm -hmm. So when I, I, I kind of was like, God, do I tell him I'm kind of starting to go through menopause? I'm kind of, and I, and I did. And he's like, what's that? Yeah. He had no idea. (laughs) And I was like, don't worry. It's okay. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know, but I think your body is completely changing. Yeah. The education is going to help our relationship. Yeah. um, So he can understand. Exactly. And that's why I started wise pause. I started it because I want women to stop suffering in silence. I'm stopped scurrying the internet for answers to brain fog issues and unwanted pounds and hot flashes and all the other hormonal imbalances that tend to happen. And I wanted them to have a place where they were getting the right information from a variety of resources that show practitioners that even look like them, right? So Mm -hmm. women and men, uh, white, black, Latina, Indian, Native American, Asian, we have all different kinds of speakers so that people can see that, you know, one, there are lots of conversations and other perspectives on the data. And so one of the data points is that women of color tend to suffer more severely from these symptoms and they tend to last longer. So the average sort of time frame is like seven to 10 years. But with women of color, it tends to be 10 to 12. And even like with Native American um, Mm -hmm. women, they are, they start the earliest, right? Meaning on average, their symptoms will start around 42. 
So, um, so we do need to know what's going on. We do need to understand this more. We do need to prepare the 28-year-old woman, right, yeah. so that she doesn't find herself in this menopausal chaos. And there are things you can do when you're younger, mostly what I see that happens the most. Like I always say, God, you know, we have perfect bodies, right? We have been raised as women that we are broken, yeah. right? Yes. In so many different ways since we are, you know, young girls. And we are not broken. We are all perfect. And the way the body is designed, it's designed perfectly. But it's things that we do along that journey. So we live now in a world where environmental toxins really have impact on us. We have a cell phone, an iPad, a desktop, a laptop, all surrounding our bodies, and we're not protecting ourselves from that. We have lotions and potions and hair gels and all of that stuff that we're putting into our skin that sits and resonates and gets inside of us. We are eating food that is not food and we don't really recognize it. And so we have really, in a short period of time, like in the last 40 years, completely overwhelmed the body. And that has driven our hormones, everyone's, including men's, into a complete imbalance. And we add on this 24-7 cycle of being up and around and alert because the technology can allow that, right? So we got to figure out strategies where we balance the body, where we bring the body back into its rhythm. And things that we can do is figure out ways of how we deal with stress, right? And stress could be really like you could start off your day like, I'm so happy, the world is great, and I can get a bad email, right? Yes. Just an email yeah. oh. can disrupt my life. Yeah, we, we talk about this all the time. And that's, we, we work on this, we call it, you know, keeping your seniority and, you know, keeping that centered balance and not letting that, you know, um, not thinking your way to happiness, you know, living your way to happiness and stuff. But I also had another point that I felt is judgment, you know, when you're going through menopause, like you said, there's weight gain, there's all kinds of different things. And then you have people kind of like saying, gosh, you, you gain a few pounds or you look like, you know, you're not eating well. It's like, you know, I just, the judgment drives me crazy. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. not necessary. It doesn't help anybody. If you have yeah. a, a super focus on your weight being something else, that's fine. That is your life and your body, but stop exactly. putting that judgment on other people. Yeah. And trying to recognize exactly. in your mind, am I judging that person? Because we, you can feel when people are throwing you judgments. It is yes. actual energy that yeah. goes on to that person. And it doesn't help. Yeah. So no. if you love and care about that person, you know, and you want them to be successful, try to stop. The, start there by, <laughs> yeah. you know, just automatically assuming that they're, you know, going eating fast food every day or something like that. Like, right, right. You know. On, I don't know. Or it I could just... be it could be a legitimate concern. You know, I think of a I think of a time where I a friend of mine he lived in Detroit. And I remember I was in Detroit for business and went to go see him. And his stomach he was you know pretty much a slender guy, but his stomach was like it was like he had a bowling ball in the upper part of his gut. And I remember knowing what I knew what it was, meaning like. You know, I knew he, I knew that was going to lead to, you know, a stroke or a heart attack because, mm. you know, you, you not, you not supposed to have like it up that high, right? We, you know, a lot of times when we see, 
you know, men, they have like beer bellies is lower. Yeah. And I didn't really say anything because I felt like, you know, I was only seeing, you were hanging out for dinner. I didn't want to really like get into your whole, you know, I always have to, you know, like don't always be like saying something about health to people, Denise, you know. And so I didn't. I didn't say anything. And he had a massive stroke, a massive stroke, and it left him completely debilitated. He could no longer speak, and eventually he died within like eight years. And I always felt horrible that I did not say what I knew I needed to say. And even if he didn't do anything, but I don't know if he would have done something. Yeah. Right? And so now if I see something, it's more like I'm not going to say like, oh, look at your belly. It's all massive and you're all big. I would say, you know, how are you feeling? Yeah. It's how you, you know, do I it. would get into, you know, I would ask really more particular like healthy kinds of questions I would pose, you know, to, to reveal out and then suggest, hey, when's the last time you went to your doctor? You have well, a good... Like, yeah. you know, you're qualified time. a little bit though. You're on the medical board in California, so you have a little yeah. bit more. Um, yeah. Yeah. But so. I think there's ways we can look at those things when we have concern if we do see someone who's gained, yeah, gained weight. Yeah. And a lot of people have gained weight, you know, um, during COVID. You know, even myself. Not necessarily that I gain weight, but um, my muscle my muscle mass changed because I sit for so many hours you know, nonstop. So I, I just, I, we, so I see it in that, but a lot of people have put on weight and they are now, now that we're kind of getting back out, you know, trying to figure out how do they, you know, get this weight off of them. And if you're older, it is going to be a little bit of a challenge. You're not going to see that like, oh, I'll go for like a, you know, fast walk for like a couple of weeks and I'm going to, you know, knock off those pounds. It's not going to work that way. Also, did you say that, um, cancer treatment can also throw your body into like an early menopause or something about that? Or I thought, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Cancer treatment will, um, chemo, chemotherapy. Um, even if you're taking it in like, you know, a pill form type or hormone, um, hormone treatment for cancer or radiation for cancer, it will definitely send you both men and women into, you know, getting hot flashes. Um, and it's really tough because from a natural standpoint and in, in somewhat dealing with that, you use like black cohosh or wild yam, which are estrogen um, enhanced receptors. And you really, your doctors definitely don't want you to consume anything that has that like soy or any of that kind of stuff. So it's really hard to find some natural solutions um, for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so is you know, it- when you do... I'm sorry. Is it really just your body is um, no longer producing estrogen? Can you just give or what is that process of what's happening to the body? Um, with someone who has cancer? Oh no, I'm sorry. Menopause. Oh. So is it like your? Oh yeah. Good? So yeah, yeah. I mean, with menopause, you know, with the body has like eleven hormones, and but the reproductive hormones are the ones that we focus on, right? So the estrogen the progesterone and the testosterone mm-hmm. and they all will increase or decrease right everybody's different and depending on that increase or decrease is what is going to cause a particular you know issue with you so with progesterone if you have a progesterone decrease you tend to find yourself exhausted 
and mm. really, really tired. Like you'll use the word exhausted and not tired, mm-hmm. right? Um, your energy could be extremely low. Um, and so you would definitely need to know that if that's, if it's progesterone, that's, you know, kind of low. Um, testosterone, you know, we have testosterone just like men have testosterone. We have, you know, way less, like 50% less, right? That's why we don't have kind of the super drives that, um, sexual drive that men have. And so just a little, so when we have just a little drop, it's pretty significant, right? Because we don't have as much of it. And so you'll find like a woman who have loved and enjoyed having sex with their husband, all of a sudden she just doesn't have the desire. And it really frustrates her because she's like, I love my husband or I love my partner or my boyfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but I really just don't even want to have sex. And so that, then you start like avoiding it. And that creates the problems in the relationship as opposed to recognizing, hey, I did used to love to have sex. What happened? Nothing's happened. It's not like I don't love or like or enjoyed it. You need to definitely go and see whether or not your testosterone has dropped significantly. Mm. And there are, you know, you can go on bioidenticals. You can go on hormone replacement therapy. There are definitely options. Or you can, you know, try some of the natural things that um, are out there that may stimulate the hormone um, receptors in testosterone. And um, some, just so people are aware, some of the symptoms I'm reading off um, your deck is appetite loss, mood changes, vaginal dryness, weight gain, nervousness, thinning hair, gastro distress, heart palpitations, skin dry, less firm, depression, sadness, concentration, irregular periods, sleepless or sleeplessness, anger, irritability, nausea, aching muscles and joints, tearful, tiredness, bladder and yeast infections, dizziness, dry mouth, gum bleeding, decreased sexual desire, and um, if you're losing some height or you're finding it hard to straighten up. So this is not fun. So No, thinning hair too, right? (laughs) Yeah, thinning hair. It's like you're going through puberty all over again, kind of. Like it's not not just like physical changes that you're going through, but like it is very much emotional and mental as well. Like this is a hard thing to navigate. It's like go through twice. Right. Right. (laughs) Well, but you know, we we say or sort of say it's reverse puberty, right? Yeah. Because like, you know, in puberty you're growing things, and in in in, <laughs> in menopause you're not growing things, right? Yeah, you're yeah. losing. You know, you mentioned height. You're losing height, and you're losing height is because mostly we start crunching more, right? Mm. Um, so it's not necessarily that you're really losing height, but you're losing height from um, you, your muscles are not contracting in the in your stomach, not contracting in your back. And so your body starts to settle down Mm -hmm. and you're losing height from that. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to call it a nightmare, but it feels like it's a nightmare. And so many women let themselves suffer, right? You, Mm -hmm. you know, quoted a stat that, that is real. Um, Only 12% of women actually are in some kind of official treatment and 88% of women do nothing. Um, they use like a fan when they get hot or, you know, a co-compress or things like that. Um, and mostly this came about, I think, when in 2002 there was a study that was done that um, prior to that women doctors were prescribing women hormone replacement therapy. And 
when that study showed that hormone replacement therapy was a risk for cancer and heart disease, immediately, um, and then the clarion call from leaders in government said, this is a danger to women, all physicians everywhere stopped giving it out. And women didn't want to take it. But mm-hmm. what never really happened hmm. on a collective, okay, well, what, what to do? Yeah. Right? What are we going to do? And so that is where we find ourselves with women not having any solutions. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, or doctors not having any information and not really knowing what to do. I don't know how many times women go to their doctors and they're menopausal and they tell their doctors their symptoms. And the doctors will say things like, just grind it out, you know, yeah. it's only about five years. Or, right. no, you're too young. You might be 44 or 47. Oh, you're too young. I'm not right? even what kidding you? you. The other day I was at the doctor's office and I was talking about this. And she goes, well, you're a healer. Oh, my like, God. You can, wow. you can heal. You can go. And I'm like, uh, I do energy work. Like, yeah, I'm doing yeah. the best I can. But, like, that's not helping I mean, my hot flush. <laughs> right. And, like, outside of just menopause, I mean, women are t- basically told to, like, diminish their symptoms when it comes to physical pain and things like that. I feel like a yes. lot of times we're put down in ways that we're being told like, Oh, just suck it up. You know, it can't be that bad. And it's like, well, yeah. just because you're not experiencing it doesn't mean that I'm not in like massive discomfort or pain right now. So yes. that just also goes to show it's like we as women have always been told to diminish our symptoms and just kind of deal with it. Yeah, actually, you know? this well, conversation well, is hurting my them. ovaries. <laughs> I feel yeah. kind of, I'm feeling <laughs> yeah. just the, I'm feeling maybe it's just like all the talk. I'm kind of like. You're amplifying the right. energy there. And, you know, I mean, this is, this is like, this just comes from centuries of how women, you know, really millions of years of how women have been, you know, treated. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's really really sad, right? I mean, just you know, we all had mamas, so we, yep, exactly. And you know, just early years of dealing with this, even you know, PMS, you know, um, it, you know, these weren't really issues about a hundred years ago, mostly because on a larger population, people didn't live past like fifty-eight years old, mm. so you didn't really have a lot of you know, a lot of people knowledge about this, you know, yeah. women tend to have died before menopause. And so, and then if you did make it, you know, you were considered to be wise if you live longer. And so women were viewed in a positive light. And for those in like the ancient times, they believed that, you know, hormones were transferable through drinking urine of both young men and young women. So like drinking, you know, virgin urine, they Ew. felt like <laughs> it's, it's mind-boggling. But that concept is still here, not with human urine, but, you know, um, with, you know, hormone replacement therapy is based on horse urine extract. It's still mainly made from that. So, oh, that's, um, what's that called? There is, um, yeah, my doctor was telling me about that. Yeah, paradin and... People go and get shot with that and, now. And it's yeah, supposed to make I mean, them even youthful. It's like an anti-aging thing. It's horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's, so it's still used um, significantly, 
and you know um you know but then there is bioidenticals which are plant-based extracts that um are used and you you know you kind of have two sides to that you you know definitely if you're going to a traditional OBGYN who is not a functional practitioner um they are going to look at hormone replacement therapy um they're going to look at you know, progesterone cream, they're going to look at, you know, like estradiol, they're going to look at these kind of FDA only approved um, recommendations to provide to you. Um, They're not going to look at anything alternative. They're not going to even recommend like acupuncture or massage or other things that actually help, as you know, to re- to put the body back into rhythm. Mm. Um, so you've got to know that when you do go to a tr- very traditional OBGYN or um, internist or family practice doctor. And some of the other things that you recommend in your sheet is eating natural food, exercise regularly, and we know that, of course, but daily yep. walk at least five times a week for 30 minutes, relaxing um, and releases natural antidepressants in your <coughs> system. Um, getting good night's sleep, um, also controlling your triggers, you know, overeating, over drinking, stress, smoking, controlling those trig- triggers and trying to avoid those. Um, and what else would you, uh, uh, how can they get your daily hot flash record sheet and your little package and where can they go? Oh yeah. Um, if you, if you sign up for wise pause, which is free, um, we give out the little booklet. Um, I think that I sent to you. So we give that out. Um, if you've watched the um, event, and it will give you a lot of information in there, it also talk about the stages of um, menopause. So you kind of know if you're between the ages of 40 to 43, here are symptoms to start paying attention to. These may be menopausal symptoms, right? And then, you know, what's the next stage of um, symptoms that you're going to experience. So you don't start thinking that you're crazy or like, oh my God, I'm really sicker than I'm sick, you know, and no, you're not sick. You just, you know, your hormones are um, fluctuating and this is how your body is responding to that. I mean, you know, there are a lot of women who never get hot flashes. They might get night sweats or they might not get either. There are women who get vaginal dryness and women who don't get vaginal dryness. Um, there are women who have mood swings and one day, you know, they're happy and the next they're not and they're crying and they don't even know why they're crying and they're happy. And so the thing is, is we're, we're all different, but there are a lot of these symptoms. So massage therapy is helpful for relieving headaches and tension in the body and of course, increasing, you know, range of motion, but mostly it helps to reconnect with the natural rhythm of the body during menopause. So I always encourage women to get um, massages. I was going to say, I also have seen some massage therapy popping up recently. It's more, it's like (laughs) energy work tied into it as well. Um, But it's specifically like womb massage therapy. And it's reconnecting you to your uh, like womb and that whole area. And I think that that would be something that could probably really help with this. Yeah. Well, one of the things we never really talk about is that a lot, you know, when women have children, um, you get get a scar from that, right? Mm -hmm. Whether or not you had a C-section or just a, a, you know, a vaginal delivery, there is a scarring that happens on the inside. 
And a lot of massage, particular kinds of massage therapy can help to relieve some of the problems that actually mm-hmm. come from that scarring impacting your body over time, right? So it's not going to be like immediate, like, you know, a couple of years after you had. It's, you know, it, it tends to show itself up maybe within 10 years of having children. So we don't talk about, you know, things like that. Um, we don't talk about the fact that as we get older, our body absorbs less nutrients. So you actually have to put more nutrients. And that, I'm not necessarily saying more food. I'm saying more nutrients into your body. And as you get older, like mag- magnesium-rich foods are important, and that's found in almonds and spinach and bananas and avocados and brown rice. Vitamin E, we definitely need that. So for the vaginal dryness, if you have more, taking in more vitamin E, you're going to see less of that. And we get that in nuts and seeds and corn and uh, leafy vegetables and things like that. And then um, water-soluble B vitamin. And that we get a lot in our beans. Brussels sprouts, even pears and sweet potatoes, right? Yum. Yeah, all good stuff. I just said all good stuff, right? Just all good stuff. And we have to eat more of that. We need more. Our bodies don't absorb nutrients the same way. So if you are constantly eating carbs and sugar, you are not putting any nutrients in your body. And when you find yourself at 65 and going to the doctor for heart issues, diabetes issues, gout issues, it is because your body is not absorbing nutrients. That makes sense. So I'm going to go ahead and give a big apology to my older sister because I went on a trip with her one week Uh for a week and she was just awful that whole week and she was going through menopause. And at the very end of the trip, I just looked at her and I said, you know, you can't blame everything on menopause. And she just turned around and said, I love it. Yes, I can. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and now I understand her just a little bit more. So yes, sorry, yes, Katrina. A little bit. Yes, but um a little bit. So thank you so much, um You're welcome. Denise Hines. And uh we're gonna link up the wise pause information on our social media and anybody thank has you. any they can get a hold of you at where would they be able to find you? Um they could find me like at Wise Pause, I think we have information there, T Botanics. Um we have a like they there's an email on there if they want to send me a note. LinkedIn, okay. you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um yeah. Well thank you. Know, so I'm much. happy to help or uh, direct um someone to you know, a lot of times women feel like I don't know where to go. Well, I don't know a doctor to go to. So on our WisePass site under resources, we list a lot of physicians, um, doctors, functional, naturopaths um, that work with people wherever they are. Well, right. That's for... one of the things that came out of COVID. Yeah. Thanks for being awesome. a resource and we appreciate your time. Absolutely. And that's it for us. I'm Jean okay. Cavalier with the Liberated Healer. And I'm Linnea Hodson. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Denise. Thank you. Ciao. Okay, bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find us on Instagram at Liberated Healer Podcast or on Facebook at The Liberated Healer. 
Give us a follow, subscribe, send us a message if you so feel, and thank you for your support. Podcast.